Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, this is Captain Poodle speaking. Are you ready to find love? Yes, ahoy, matey. Love. Exciting and new. Go online. Hmm. They're catfishing you. Shocker. Beyonce. Soon you'll be flying to parts unknown. 90 Day Beyonce. Marrying someone you've only met on your phone. Be they French or Chinese, a brand new K1 visa's the key. Ooh, the key to what, Poodle? To love. It's reality, yes. Let's love. Hello, everyone. With me, I'm so happy to have the inimitable, the dashing, the the one of a kind, the British, uh, <laughs> Robin from Blind Day Fiance. Inimitable and one of a kind. It's you've doubled They're down. the same one. They're the same <laughs> no, thing. No, that doesn't mean no. It's it's very good. I mean, that's really reinforcing the point that no one could. No or one's like you. Would ever want to be like me? <laughs> Not at all. We all we all want to be like you. Aww. Every all Americans want to kind of be British because we think that's classy because we're Cretans. <laughs> yeah, we've been watching the Gilded Age. Oh. Um, well, you that's, that's those, Americans who want to be Brits. Right. You want those British butlers. You ever, service has to be in the British style. None of this ah. American nonsense. I, mm. I, I'm sad to say I did not watch last, ep- last night's episode because I fell asleep. Um, Do not spoil. I've only okay. got to the end of season one. I'm in catch-up mode. Oh, oh my God. I'm in catch-up mode. It is... Uh, I, as I say, I, as I play the theme song, and I'm like, course it's ready! Bustles! Initiate bustle mode. Um, Is it wrong for a uh, married heterosexual husband and wife, such as my myself and, and good Michelle are, is it wrong for us both to have the same, oh yeah, they're exempt person on the list? Because we've both put Carrie Coon on ours. I think that's perfectly reasonable. Because okay. Carrie Coon is on mine. Right. Um, I think for me, it's less sexual that I just want to be her and walk around in those dresses and go, church, ready my carriage. I need to go see Mrs. Astor. 
I want um, her to put on an 1800s bulletproof vest and, and, <laughs> and yes. shoot herself in the chest with a musket or whatever they used back then. That would be good. Oh. A leftovers Gilded Age crossover. That is what I want. <laughs> that is my <laughs> fantasy. God, she was... I know that's one of your favorite shows. Oh. Oh. Um, her and the leftovers... Just from from season, she was kind of the best thing about season one for me. Mm, um, Justin Theroux's penis is the best thing about the leftovers. Come on, that's true. Yeah. But that's always true. Um, but season one was so uneven for me, um, and uh, I found season two to be unreal. Season uh, two is the greatest. Um, human achievement in the arts <laughs> of all not, time it trumps anything shakespeare did it trumps anything mozart did. not to oversell it, is, it. <laughs> no 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 i'm if anything i'm underplaying it, it <laughs> I mean, we should put like a blu-ray of season two of the leftovers in a spaceship and fire it up so that aliens will be like oh shit we can't destroy that species they did this that's what we should do it it was one of those things where it when it was on it was all I kind of thought about. Yeah. Um, and live and live Tyler, live Tyler's darkness. <laughs> and and Ann Dowd. Ann Dowd, who I reference way too often on the podcast. <laughs> How Ann Dowd could have had a role that was more sinister and magnificent than the one she has in Handmaid's Tale. I have no idea. I know. But she, I know. She's done two of them. I, I still believe that Ann Dowd should get a special award for character actress with a dark side, but strangely knowing. <laughs> yeah, with a dark side that you still want round your house yes, to hang out yes. with. Right, I am not in the least bit scared of Ann Dowd. I think I broadly <laughs> agree with her a lot of the time, and like her characters, and then I'm like, what the hell am I agreeing with? But it's Ann Dowd. She just if, has authority. If I saw her in the valley, which she probably lives at a nice house in the valley, mm. and I may run towards her like Lenny from A Mice and Men, arms <laughs> flailing, um, and I would probably treat her like Curly's wife. So she would need to – she should run from me she because should. I'm not responsible for what I would do to her because I love her so much. Yeah. And I love her so much. When I love someone so much, I want to squeeze them, and I may squeeze her and hurt her. Oh, I don't um, know. She'd squeeze you back. I don't, I don't think I want to get into any. She physical. can handle herself. She can handle herself. Okay. Yeah. Before we go <laughs> off on Ann Dowd more, <laughs> um, we need to talk about Toe. T mm. to the O to the W. Toe. This is Toe. Um, and this is uh, season five, episode 21. Y'all, if you, if you are under a rock, Maddie is in Italy somewhere. I don't know. Maybe he's got like a couple of uh, bricks strapped to his feet at this point. Um, in Sicily, uh, he pissed off some mob mobster for, for like touching something he shouldn't have not asking like he does in my house, just picks up some shit. Do you think he's asked some, uh, exotic man to take him on a ride on a moped because it was always his dream. Like in the white Lotus, probably yeah. he's wearing, he's wearing Jennifer Coolidge caftans. Yeah. yeah. No, he's, he's, if he gets invited onto a yacht party. Just tell him to say no. These are some high-end gays. Um, I think he's, I think he's generally going to be fine because he's on a trip with his friend, and he's no one is like letting him do something foolish. So I think he should be okay. okay. Um, I think it's the most 
basic white lady tour possible. So Beautiful. nothing, nothing can really happen to him. Um, <clears throat> not, but however, when I was in Hawaii, I came back basically beat up. Uh, I had, I had two elbow injuries and I fell off a bike <laughs> and my, it looks like I've been in a rock tumbler. Um, oh. but yeah, I, I don't do well on vacation. Actually. I, I usually wind up injuring myself, oh. but I'm fine. <laughs> I, I do too. I'll tell you what always gets me. Um, and again, you know, being over here in Europe, we got some old shit here, right? You do. And everything is very dangerous. Very dangerous. Like I, I went to, I don't know, some <clears throat> damn temple in Greece. <laughs> Yeah, I was younger. Yeah, some old yeah, fucking temple. Some fucking thing from 3,000 years some ago. God. Some God. And the, those stairs have been worn down by billions of people to mm-hmm. this glassy yes. marble gleam. Yeah. It's like something the blood in a hotel from lobby. Human sacrifices. Just, right? uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those stairs are slippery as hell. So if you ever go to any of them places, oh, do hold the handrail. I slid down. <laughs> I slipped at the top of what must have been 300 steps. And my ass went doink, 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 doink. 300 times down onto Ow! rock that has stood. It was black. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I was battered by it. So do be careful out there. I do think a lot of older monuments are not made for visitor safety. I don't think when the creators of these places designed them, they had in mind that people would be visiting and that we may need more handrails. They didn't have a, the health and safety we have now. No. They also didn't have the life expectancy. <laughs> so this like, is true. A few children fall into the vol- volcano. Eh, so what? Right. You know what? And you're Few better off. Feed, right? Exactly. As my, as my grandmother said, when um, my <laughs> mother's dog had puppies. Now, granted, this was in 1997. Um, and my mother and my mother's dog had like 10 puppies. And my mother's like, my grandmother's like, well, that's too many. Should have drowned some of them. Oh, God. <laughs> and my mother went, What? This is this is not 1940. <laughs> I, I saw a thing the other day about the the Gen Zs have discovered. Is it all cats go to heaven? Um, it might be, but the, there is there's a frame of the animation where the cat sort of goes up to heaven, and just in the background are three little kittens jumping out of a sack, about to meet like St. Peter. Oh and my god! Just, and they they freaked they freaked out. They're like that happened. The Gen Zs are freaking out about <laughs> the fact that you know family entertainment involved drowned kittens. But you know, no one got it. Then. No what? one got it. It's <laughs> like how you watch children's movies or movies that you can watch with your kids. And there was a scene in Doctor Doolittle, I think, with the one with Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, and you could he could hear what animals said. And a bunch of sheep ran out and go, "Our butts hurt." And it's that uh, like, real. That is real. <gasps> and and I remember seeing it and going, "No kids are getting this." But wow. okay. Uh, 
Y'all, a couple of programming things for us here at Reality Gaze. Uh, I, I'll i be doing guest spots for the rest of the week. Manny will be back on, I don't know, somewhere in 2024. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I may just... It may just be me from now on. I have, I have, I haven't heard from him a couple times. I just sometimes I just get pictures of lasagna, and that's all I get. <laughs> <laughs> just lots of gelato pics. Uh, and but no, seriously, he'll be back to do Golden Bachelor. I think on we're gonna do that on Saturday of this week, and uh, we'll be doing we'll be back for ninety day regular ninety day festivities on Sunday, uh, as well as y'all smothered. Season five is coming up in December twelfth, uh, and so if you if you haven't been sick enough, and if you've wondered where is my cringe show, first of all, we literally manifested the fucking fifth season of the show like Darcy style because we talked about it, and the next day it was announced. And um, I don't know if you Michelle mentioned this to you. I also said that I wished my the building next to us next to me would burn down um, because it was so awful. <laughs> and didn't. Robin, it, it literally burned the next day. Uh, it didn't burn down, but it caught on fire. <laughs> that is a major carry energy. I, I'm I'm I'm, I'm not cons- going to a sock hop with you anytime soon. Uh, uh, I'll take you back to 1950, and we'll go to a sock hop. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was a prom in Carrie. I just wanted to say sock. Oh, you know what? It, I think it was a prom in, in Carrie. Yeah. Uh, also, I don't think the word sock hop has been uttered on a podcast <laughs> and since its inception, but I'm happy to be the first. <laughs> if you and I had a time machine, how cool would it be if we if we could go back in time to the 50s? I think, I think we'd do well at it. We, we'd have to build a whole podcasting infrastructure. Yes. Right. But um, we could corner that market. I would wear glasses you like and Buddy Holly. Thirty shit, you know, you'd be fine. Oh, you know, every that's last the decade. That's life, the right? decade that I really feel like I had to. I had to have been living in because the the twenties and the thirties feel so real to me. Um, I was definitely a sex worker. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, okay. uh, I would. I don't think I would have. I think I probably died because I couldn't make it through prohibition. Um, yeah. I, I just from died of sadness. From, yeah. From what I can tell from movies, no one did. No, like, no, no one actually stopped drinking. In fact, no one actually drank stopped more. drinking. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was, it was a joke. So anyway, y'all, uh, we're happy about smothered, uh, Maddie will be back soon. That's all you need to know. Uh, but I'm here, I'm here raw dogging it through the next couple of weeks. You're going to see Lots of other uh, features with me. We got DocuSweeties coming up to do Love Love After Lockup. I'm doing another Love After Lockup with Mary Payne. And who else am I seeing? I think that's it. Um, It's going to be fun. But for right now, let's jump into episode 21, which feels like episode 88, um, called Stranger Things Have Happened. Mm. Um, Now... You, as you, you have seen, uh, Robin. We are doing TV show titles with little adjustments. Um, I'd prefer this instead of the wedding vow uh, recitations. Awful. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of, are they going to have the if anyone has any objections bit? Has to. Is that going to be in there? Are they going to build an objection into it? You. 
you don't have to use that. A lot, I think it's a thing on TV and film that a lot of people just like use to, to have someone like jump up and say something. You don't have to have that. And I for sure wouldn't have that. I, I've, I've learned from experience not to have that at your wedding because when your husband has adult children, they'll always do it yeah. with lawyers. That's yeah, a problem. It, it's so hilarious. I mean, as far as I know, it might not be the case in other countries, but any country that has that vow also has a pretty meticulous process that you have to go through to get a license. Yes! <laughs> Which it's so stupid! being any legal reason why you may not get married. I, so, I don't think, I don't think anyone... Uncle Joe is in a better position <laughs> to raise an objection than the government who have He's done drunk! Yeah. He's drunk already! He turned up drunk. It's no, that is so fucking stupid. My community, <laughs> these assholes who are my family, they have no say in this. What do they know? Yeah. They know nothing. Oh, I think it's awful. Yeah. Y'all cut that provision out. Yeah. It's um, meaningless. It's meaningless. Just, just a note about, I have to ask you, cause I know you're watching 90 day this season, season 10. Um, um, did you see, what I could only call, um, what we called on social media, um, a love story in four photos. It was Clayton, uh -huh. um, guinea pig lover, also <laughs> someone who's allergic to guinea pigs, which is the single <laughs> funniest thing this season. <laughs> um, Clayton sitting there on the bed, legs splayed open, mm. wearing kind of acid wash yeah. uh, sweatpants, if that's possible. Um, oh, anything's possible. <laughs> looking like, I've called him, and I've said this before, and I still reiterate it. I think if Clayton touched you, his skin would feel so clammy yeah. and sweaty, and his hands would be baby soft, and you would, you would feel a whole, just a shiver go through your body. So it makes sense that every time Annalie she goes near he goes near her that she's like no we're going to bed and she just wishes herself into another dimension yeah she um, strategically puts a pillow between them uh <laughs> for no discernible reason there's no yeah yeah i think i think she deserves everything if she's going to be able to put up with this this man oh my god and his sister yeah oh oh the was, sister she was all nice as well. now hey you will remember because i i notoriously have no memory for names or faces um basically people go in one eye out the other yeah. with me. um what was the name of our beloved little short king um what was his name on lalu you know the guy that always wore like the the the, the, the kevin kevin, kevin. Now, yeah what was the name of his on off blonde girlfriend not his girlfriend, girlfriend oh girlfriend. shit what was her name she was crazy she was one kayla 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 i think it may well have been kayla brandy they're, they're very is, similar yeah. brandy is kayla five years down the line right brandy is yeah. what happens to kayla after she has to kind of get a job and a bit of a responsibility but she can still yeah. lose it at any moment and a lot of fireball shots yeah and a lot and a lot of miller genuine genuine gold or yeah. whatever it is. Y'all, I got some, um, I'm going to say this. I'm so happy to be able to read this because I just got this. I'm so glad you brought that up. I just got some tea 
from a sissy. I'm not going to say her name, but she is an Indiana sissy. Um, this is specifically in reference to Clayton and Brandy. And I'm going to read this message verbatim. <laughs> hey, last spring, two white vans full of cameras, crew, and equipment pulled into the Airbnb that is across the street from my house on a quiet golf course. My husband is always the neighborhood watch and greeter who introduces himself. I would not want to be that person, but I understand that people who have hus- people have husbands like that. They're always introducing himself to people renting out the Airbnb just to feel out why they would be visiting our little town with nothing to offer visitors. Upon introducing himself to the crew, he was told they were filming a love story. When I came home from work, he told me he was explaining to me and said that a small, dark-haired foreign girl was standing in our yard for most of the day, hiding behind a tree and texting. I said, oh, my God, you know they're filming for 90 Day Fiance because she's a fan and she's in her Facebook group. She's like, he's like, he watches the episodes with me and said, why would they be in Connorsville, Indiana? Well, lo and behold, while watching the next episode, I see a girl from my town named Brandy at a bourbon tasting in Kentucky. I squealed. Then fast forward to Clayton and Annalie's visit to our Indiana, to Indiana, which is our local orchard and our local hotel. It says, your assumption of Brandy is 1,000% accurate <laughs> as a drunken barfly. And also, I, th- I think I've said she's seen some shit. And uh, I also think she might have been the surrogate parent to Clayton while her mother was off finding treasures and going to storage wars. Um, And she said, I'm going to clarify that she might be found at a local establishment named the Fantasies or Aussies, (laughs) enjoying shots of Fireball. I knew it was Fireball. I I have also witnessed her in a local salon having her feet on the wall with the slush of melting snow dropping off her shoes down the wall. And when the owner, I'm the owner, said, really, you're going to put your feet on my wall? She gave me a bulldog like glare. For clarification, she's not my client, and the stylist she was going to is no longer employed at my salon. Your assumptions of Indiana are also correct, because <laughs> I said Indiana, Indiana was just one big trash panda. Uh, fortunately, my girlfriends and I love traveling, and we enjoy visiting blue states. We are proud to be part of the Sissy Squad, and I am asking this message to remain anonymous, because Clayton's sister be crazy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that's some tea. Literally from the wild. So Brandy is to be found on the back of a motorcycle uh, with shots of fireball. She's definitely had her time with, let's say, not the best men. Uh, Also, Brandy has a child named Brooklyn, as I talked about it on the podcast yesterday with Kyle. Um, Doesn't everyone, though? (laughs) Yeah, I guess so nowadays. Yeah. Anyway, little tea about that. And oh, that's magnificent. Thank you so much. <clears throat> yes. And thank let you us, for that, Sissy, for sharing that. Let us finally jump into this after we've had, we've been doing girl talk for so long, Robin. Yeah. Uh, I have oh, to ask you. It's been a long you, time, Jen. Yes, it has been forever. Yeah. Um, when we had, there was a boy named, I shouldn't say a boy, a guy named Robin in my, in my college class, one of my college classes. And I'll never forget a girl saying, hey, I've only heard that is a girl's name. Have you heard Americans only say that to you? Um, Even though no, it's a I've common got, British first name. 
Yeah, and I think not just Brit, but yes, it's much more common for girls in the States. Um, we have, when we cover Sister Wise, we're very clear, though, that it's Robine, <laughs> not Robin, because it's spelled R-O-B-Y-N, and that's Robine. Robine. If her name were Robin, it would be spelled R-O-B-I-N. Robine. Um, which is how you spell Robin. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, usually you can tell from the the spelling. I had my first sexual experience because <laughs> because of my go name. on, <laughs> um, <laughs> go on and don't spare any details. Well, obviously, you know, hindsight, this is all horrific because I was far too young to be having this kind of experience. Yes. But hey, you know, some age. Age. Let's not mention the age, right? Um, but this older girl. Um, said to me, oh, your name's Robin. Do you have a red breast? <gasps> and I and I thought this was pretty pretty snappy for a kid my age. Not That's no racy! Well, I came back and said, I do not. Do you? Oh! And she showed me her boobs. <gasps> uh, I'm speechless! I had all the banter as a kid. Stare them straight in the eye, double down on it. <laughs> Oh my. I'm now all Twitter pated. <laughs> Even though the story involved boobies, I'm right. I'm I'm all for it. Sure. Uh anyway, let's move on and talk about the the twin AI characters of Shekinah and Sarper. <laughs> um the air is chilly in Turkey this morning. Mm. And like a deli, like a deli freezer that you would find turkey in. Um, <laughs> I don't know the end of this metaphor. Uh, <clears throat> so, did they both get pardoned this week? <laughs> and with the Thanksgiving yeah. bit, yeah. Uh, she is she's literally heading straight to her room, and uh, and she says, you know. I was just trans and and sharp and, and sharp is. I was transparent with everything I thought. You, you, and she's like, you should have said, you should have said what you thought. You should have thought like longer about before you said those things. And he went, but you know about my anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I I know I know he's a horrible like. Horrible, like misogynist, chauvinist. I yeah. don't care. I need him on television There's as no much as possible. Like no, he, like he says, but I was transparent. I, and it's, it's like I nearly said something terrible. I nearly thought of various f- figures from you know world history who were also transparent about what they think. And right. we don't necessarily think they're great but people for it. I was saying what I thought, and like he should get yes. something for that. No, um, <laughs> you should think something else. <laughs> I, Kyle and I, Kyle said this and, uh, I, I've been thinking about it all day. He said, every time Sarper speaks, he has this surprised look on his face. Like he just said something and he's shocked like a dog speaking English the first time. It's well, like, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, I can talk because, you know, there's a lot of great going on at the front here. But, you know, with him, that, that kind of shock of of, of, yes. of of very kind of gray, almost white hair, but the rest yeah. of it is very dyed. And so I, I'm like, yeah. do you have you run out? Do you, why, why are you not doing the front? Bit? And I think what it is, it's it the starts sheen. off black. <laughs> no, I think it starts off black and he shocks himself. And oh! 
like Leland Palmer in Twin Peaks. Immediately his hair goes <laughs> boing, bright white. Um, I think I think it might it be the be glare sheen. off. You know how comic books have that kind of glare. Yeah. Um, and like because he's a comic book character come to life, he yeah. also has a glare. Um. So he's like, I won't let you go. And at this point, he just starts taking her underwear out of the suitcase. <laughs> and it feels so weird. And at the at one point, it feels threatening to me. It but did then, at one point. But then it's him. And it's stupid Sarper. And so it, it just feels like, hey, walking around talking like this. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> so he basically says, I will sleep on the couch. Don't leave. And uh, and she just and she takes everything he says as kind of normal. She doesn't her reaction to Sar- Sarper saying things like, well, that's what I said to you. And you may me, me. And I'm like, you mm. should say who talks like this. <laughs> At no point. How are we here? <laughs> she's not the address. The elephant in the room. <laughs> no. How are we here? How are you a person alive at this moment? Why am I here? Yeah. These are existential questions that need to be answered. But more than that, can you even have children? I mean, right. Not... <laughs> I You're mean... an action figure. Do you have genitals? Right. There's just a smooth plastic bulge because you know they never have, right? I, you know what? They it, haven't. None of it, this is. Come it on. kind of feels like, it does kind of feel like Barbie and Ken, and when the lights go out, they turn off. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or, or some, or some like really large preternatural child is like holding on to both of them. Oh my God. They're both dolls. Like in that twilight zone episode where ever, or all of them are thrown into the bin mm-hmm. <laughs> and they mm-hmm. think they're real, but they're not. Yeah. He's, he's like one of the scary toys in Toy yes. Story one, uh, towards the end in the building next door, you know, with the little golf yes. next door. Yeah. I think we've solved it. <laughs> they think they're alive and they're not. No. And you can tell with the language they use because um, did, did she not say like unsubscribed or something? Yes, she said unsubscribe. <laughs> and and this he, week said, he said, I delete you. <laughs> oh, I wanted to say that. Do you think, do you think he means if he deletes her from Instagram, she actually disappears? I don't think he even meant deletes her from Instagram. I I think he literally means he will hack the code and delete her from existence. From the life video game. Yeah. That is happening. But again, that's also what they look like. They look like, uh, do you remember Second Life? Yes, huge, huge video game. I never played it, or huge game. Yeah, right, people but it's did. that yeah. level of anim- like they're so featureless and blocky, <laughs> and made out of Minecraft like <laughs> rectangles, <laughs> rectangles. Just um, code. Yeah, they're just code. So <clears throat> I think he literally does mean he will have her deleted. It's it's spectacular, and, and that's why I think none of us can really be interested in the stakes of their relationship because it doesn't matter. Um, because they think they're living life, but we know they're just mannequins there for our amusement. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I think that's why, and that's why I enjoy mm. these two more than any other storyline this season, because I know these are really pretty mannequins um, who are going to probably stay together, but nothing will ever happen. They can't procreate because mannequins can't have children. Right. Sibling fights are unavoidable. 
But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. Poodle, I gotta tell you, I think I just made one of the best investments for myself. Oh, thank God. You got rid of those braces and decided to sew your mouth completely shut. Perfect. No. The doctor just added four more months. I think he's trolling me at this point. No. See, now that I'm putting myself out there. No one wants to hear about your dating life. But you talk about yours all the time. Because mine is interesting. Well, I wanted to let you know that I took a page from your book and it worked. Ooh, you slept with her ex to make them jealous? No. (gasps) You pulled their credit report? What? Made a copy of their keys while they were sleeping? How are you not in jail? Deny, deny, deny. No, Poodle. I decided to get myself a pair of Me Undies great new underwear, which makes my um important parts look more junk forward. Junk forward? Wait, are you talking about the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies? Yes, the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. I love the contoured pouch and ball caddy from Me Undies. There's no other way to date in this world. If you're not dating junk forward, you're doing it wrong. I think you're right. And you never told me that they're so comfortable. Well, usually I'm not wearing them that long. But yes, they are so soft, and the more you wash them, the softer they get. And they still keep you tucked and lifted in all the right places. When I wear them, I can barely keep men away from me. Oh, the way they stare. They look like burly, hungry cavemen searching for a nice meal after a long caveman day of nomadically crossing the tundra. To them, I'm like a piece of meat roasting over an open, smoky flame. Speaking of smoking, not only does my junk look great in me undies, but my butt looks hot. Okay, no one wants to hear your over-sexualized descriptions. Have some class. <sighs> Sissies, we've fallen in love with me undies, and you can too. They have a style for everyone. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, me undies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes extra small to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. And Me Undies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. With unmatched comfort, Me Undies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. And you know Mother Poodle loves a return policy. Not happy with the first pair of Me Undies? It's on Me Undies. Cool. Sissies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze. That's MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort from the outside in. To all our queens. To Caitlin and 
the Canadian sissies. Oh my God, Poodle. I can't stop singing that song either. It's so catchy. So catchy. Sissies, we are obsessed with the Songfinch original song that we premiered at the Toronto Live Show. Songfinch lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. For example, we wanted to create a song dedicated to our Canadian listeners, some of which have waited four to five years to see us live. After the show, we had so many people tell us how special the song made them feel, and we are still getting DMs and comments about it. And the Songfinch songwriter was so clever, incorporating all our sissy references like Aunt Peggy's Lip, Elizabeth Smart, and even Keep Going Queens. Yes. Songfinch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Songfinch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. You can also choose unique add-ons to make the gift even more personalized, like a vinyl record of your song or a piece of -of one-of-a-kind art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. Whether your song is for Mother's Day, Father's Day, an upcoming graduation or a wedding, or just to show a loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in a top Songfinch artist. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free so you and the lucky person you gifted to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Now, Gary, play us out with a little bit of our Songfinch original song to all our queens. Have hope and find your happy Hey, hey, our Canadian listeners We know you get tired of waiting Reality Gaze is coming to you So no more complaining To all our queens To Caitlin and The Canadian sissies Love yourself Never be ashamed To all our queens To Caitlin and The Canadian sissies Love yourself, never be ashamed Have hope and find you're happy Have hope, have hope Keep going, queens Y'all, she's in a hotel two days later And, uh... (laughs) uh she's like you know he's been like hanging around and like the other day i saw him downstairs and he was making like heart sounds heart symbols and and i went so he just creeps around outside without calling you and goes hello look at this is me making heart emoji yeah, he's, and, he's got an actual romantic guy behind the bush. Uh, yes. <laughs> giving him instructions. A big nose. Uh, <laughs> this is his say anything. <laughs> or uh, Cyrano. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. Which one is which one was more romantic? Um, his, you know, making you know heart shapes, you know, from down on the street, or rub the knobs. I miss you, where he couldn't even be bothered to type out the Y and the O in you. Which which one was the better? <laughs> he he might be. Uh, I, Kyle took him down pretty hard. I I I had no notes. Uh, <laughs> Kyle said. This is this might be the most he's like the entitlement of someone who has done nothing, who is so joyless, who yes. who is also just an energy vampire. And he's done absolutely nothing in his life, but he still thinks he's owed so much. And his personality gives up the idea that he is so cool and hot and the only thing he has going for him is he's somewhat attractive. He is attractive. But I will say, since the very beginning, I thought he was hot. Now I can barely look at him. He's so awful. It's strange. I can usually, you know, being from the other side of, of, of the the rainbow frontier, um, I can usually pretty readily tell when at least heterosexual women are going to find men yeah and and i think i've got a pretty good idea of of what you know gay men are going to find hot in other men i do not see it with him i have to say i don't see it he has been to the gym that is the extent of his hotness yeah everything else about him actually isn't hot so what what he is is he's he's something pretty rank in like maybe luxury packaging you know like (laughs) if you if you go to a really cheap store and they figured that they can sell you something cheap, but if they put it in one of those cardboard boxes with the little magnets, so that when you open it up, it you know that you'll feel yes. like you're buying an Apple product, but actually <laughs> you're, you're buying a knockoff of a knockoff of a knockoff of a knockoff. That's what yeah. he's like to me. Like I, 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 I can see how in a darkened room, if you don't look closely, you may find him hot. But I yeah. think any, I, surely anyone, if they if they open their eyes just a millimeter more, will go. Uh, what, what am I thinking? That it, is horrible. His, it, it's, he, he has this kind of look. He's almost like trying to be practicing like a model the whole time. That kind of like, he can, he never smiles. He's joyless. Yeah. And he's not, he's not hot enough to act that way. No. He's just not. I, I totally agree. No, um I yeah. do for my sins and i i'm you know i feel some shame about this because she is not my type by any means i I do find her quite attractive sophie she's so cute Mm. um i also think that we find we forget that she's 23 fucking years old also uh kyle told me this she has had several she's had experience with OnlyFans before she's had several profiles so uh and it also and and Kyle thinks that they may have met on OnlyFans. And one of the reasons this feels weird is because it actually may be a recreation of a relationship that happened. Um, which I've felt that some 90 day that that's yeah, been that that that's happen. happened. Yeah. Um so moving on, y'all. Uh, he is still making cute heart noise, heart sounds out her window, and she's actually moved by this. Just to clarify. <laughs> Where are these women with such low standards and why have I never met them? Um <laughs> <laughs> I just got that. Well, the the great the great thing about most of uh most of gay men you'll meet is we have no standards. 
<laughs> and actually, I always say that my standards start out really well around 10 p.m., hmm. but as you click 11, there's such a thing as like an 11 p.m. grinder hookup. Yeah. There's a 12. We don't really talk about the 1 a.m.s. The well, 2 a.m.s, your photo, you, I don't even see a photo. <laughs> That's why they call it Eastern Standard Time, because, you know, by the time yes. you're on Pacific Time, there's no standards. <laughs> that is a literate joke, and I enjoy it. Um, uh, so uh, he's also sending her these creepy videos saying, I'm sorry, uh, and just looking in the camera going, I am sorry. <laughs> And those big black eyes and the filtering that's going on in these apology videos. (laughs) It's incredible. This, this couple never needs to end just for me. Yeah. For me. Um, anyway, she is meeting him. He's got flowers, of course, and an open shirt and what looks like this jacket with like a trench coat wrap behind it. I was confused. Um, and uh, and he says the most poetic thing possible. Needles pierce my heart, and I could not breathe. Um, <laughs> he apologizes. Said, "I said bad things to you. I know. I said I would forget you in two days. Two. Ah ah ah." It's funny you should say that because there is something very what we do in the shadows about him. Oh, I'm t- I have told I have said he yeah. was Count Chocula for well, for absolutely. the whole time and yeah. two orgasms. Uh 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 three <laughs> two 20. thousand women. Exactly. Uh uh uh, uh, uh. and he said, But I am That's a liar. That's also the sound he makes while he's having sex. Exactly. That's the sound of, uh, that that her and that head against and her head against that horrible headboard. <laughs> That is that is that is the, the that is just disintegrating from all the semen that's been splashed against it, just like. <laughs> to be fair, though, we're going to see it again because Gino bought that headboard on Craigslist. <laughs> right? He's like, "This is cheap. This, this is, is a cheap. great price, Jasmine." <laughs> uh, just shellacked, shellacked with semen. Um, there's, there's an, there's an actual sheen. You touch it and it's very smooth. Um, but he, he does say that I could not forget you for two decades. Um, and y'all, this is the thing where, you know, so the child thing, uh, he basically completely relents and says, I will forget about everything. Just stay with me. (laughs) I must be in four more episodes. Because <laughs> the most important thing for me is the child. But even more important is that I stay on TV. <laughs> Could you imagine him as a dad? Oh, Absolutely see, not. But that's what I want. I want to see. I want to see him at the playground. What would he do to the kid, like, on the roundabout? Like, going to go flying off <laughs> oh, over the tree line. You oh, little no. slut. Bitch. Whore. What's the word? Oh. That, that moment also lives free in, rent-free in my head when he goes, bitch, and then looks confused. <laughs> What's the word? Whore. <laughs> incredible. Just incredible. 
And then she says, I forgive you. Yeah. Um, and so I guess we're all good. I, 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 I I'm just every time, every time I, I scratch my head every time we watch these segments, but I also love them so much. It doesn't matter. <laughs> logic doesn't matter how they really um, feel doesn't matter because they don't really feel it's it's glorious it's wonderful um moving on to something that's not as wonderful um mary and brandan uh we call him brandan because of the way it's spelled i think maddie calls him brandary um uh which to me sounds like a an Irish tune. Um, Brandary, place Brandon. It's my favorite. Um, we are still mid bug beetle swarm. Um, mm-hmm. The biblical plague that these two committed some sin for. Um, and, and I wrote down and I said, I don't know why we didn't say this when it first saw it's like bugs on your wedding day. <laughs> uh, you see, it's I a thought- panic attack. That your mom has. Oh, <laughs> I thought Disney Plus was getting the streaming rights to the new Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> <laughs> How did they swing this? This is incredible. Y'all, this is one of the single scariest things I've ever seen. And and I do have to say, it's still not as scary as Brandary's first part of their season. <laughs> With the problem, like the beetle swarm is still not the saddest thing that's happened. Um, but neither one of them bats an eyelid because they've spent years watching each other shit. Okay. They, <laughs> <laughs> they have seen some things. So a few beetles is no big deal. Do you notice there were, there were beetles in her dress yeah. and she's like, oh, they're biting me. And I'm like, you know, you've been through a lot Yeah, when you kind of disassociate when there are beetles in your wedding dress. You know you've seen some shit. Yeah, when, when the rat is gnawing your toe off. <laughs> and you just go... And you're like, this is fine. Left. Yeah, yeah. I guess we're married now. Um, <laughs> I still say that Mar- the, the trauma of what Mary has endured, will the full trauma, will never be known. Um, because... It is a terrifying story. Well, uh, we, don't, we don't know, though, right? The, no. The true backstory has never been... Because we know about his abrandonment issues, right? Yeah. Abrand- we don't actually <laughs> really know what happened to her parents. No, I, I don't think... I think it's best un, unknown. Um, I, 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 have, I have the same theories yeah, that I, I can still, see in your eyes. I still think there's something weird about when she went to her school and she's like, these were the best times of my life. And after this, it was all over. And it still feels like there was some type of assault or it, it feels, it feels really dark. Yeah. And I have a feeling that whatever they're living through now, Mary and Brandon, this is better than it used to be. And so, uh, so for them being on their Instagram live and doing all that shit, it's, it's very Paul and Karini volume two. Um, but uh, even sadder is the fact that Beatles got to this cake. It it wasn't going to be a great cake already y'all, but there are Beatles in it and they're just picking them out and eating it. And I thought I might do it too. 
I would probably pick out the Beatles because well, the Beatles I, aren't all the way in the cake. I know your relationship with cake. So I, I wanted to specifically ask you about this. How many Beatles, how deep before the cake is no longer viable? What's the rule? You know, like the two second rule? This is a Sophie's Choice issue. This is is really tough. I I don't like eating bugs. When they're buried into cake, um, I think I could personally see them if I was eating them. Um, I will say this. If I don't get get cake to a wedding, a wedding did not happen. If I did not have cake. Um, So what I would say is, there is definitely a way to take off what the icing was there. Hmm. And if you get a beetle, so it, it's going to be dead. People eat that shit. I've seen naked Protein. and afraid. Some of them love this stuff, right? You could. There's uh, a maybe, guy on the later season of Naked and Afraid, the all-star challenge, last one standing or whatever. He's scooping them out of the ground by the handfuls and shoving them in his mouth. He that's what people no eat. Yeah. As, lo- as soon as my beetle goes in that cake, it's food for me. There, there it is. Right, now, it's just it, added. Yeah. If it's still moving, there are going to be issues. But I personally think I could see, maybe if I was not really hungry because then my eyes kind of turn like a shark and I can't really see what's in front of me. Um, uh, but I think I would, I would say if the beetle was in there a half inch to more in it than an inch, <laughs> I think I would still eat the cake. Okay. Um, it's good to but I will say... I would have definitely eaten this cake. I guarantee you there are going to be people like, oh my God, they're eating the cake even with beetles in it. Fuck you. Yeah. You know what? It's cake. You would have done it too if you've been waiting this whole day, wedding day, just this shit show, just to get a mouthful of cake. You'd eat it too. (laughs) To be fair, from what I can tell, he's had the same meal three times a day since he got there. I can't remember what, what it's called. Um, she cooked it for his mom. It's forgive me, forgive it's me like for not remembering frog the legs name or something, or maybe that's, that's that's their special meal. But there, there's one thing that just keeps coming up. So like anything, just for I a think change, it's probably like adobo or something like that. Yeah, he's just he's just yeah. eating adobo and rice. And right. y'all, and the current a- the current pictures of Brandan. Uh, saying that uh, all that rice went to his belly. <laughs> well, she wanted to fatten him up so that the other and chicks... She went, and she got air wish. Yeah, yeah, they both got pregnant. Um, uh, he's even saying things like, yeah, my 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 job is going to be to work out more in the future. Because, y'all, he, he came over there very... Uh, he probably subsisted on hostess cakes and crackers from the, from the, gra- the, gar- the gas station before. Um, so he, he always struck me as a dumpster diver. Yeah. I'm happy for him. Which is, um, you know, he, I mean, that kid suffered. Now with these beetles, you're aware, correct me if I'm wrong. I think they were scarab beetles. I don't know. I'm not a beetle expert, but, I um, believe they were scarab beetles, which far from it being a biblical death plague, that is your birth and regrowth bug. Scarab, scarab beetles, you know, they would bury the Egyptian yes. uh, pharaohs and stuff with, obviously, scarab beetles. That is high portent. That is good shit. Maybe. Like she said, it's time for a fresh start. This is a rebirth. Yeah. Maybe this is a good omen. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> Can we stop complaining and look at the upside here? Okay. <laughs> Everyone got scared off from the wedding. Okay. I've lost my ring. Okay. I have no employment potential whatsoever. Okay. You went through unfathomable childhood traumas, but there's a fucking scarab beetle in it. Exactly. Be right, so yeah. what if there's a plague of them? Yeah. Uh, I... Now, if the Egyptians had just had the same kind of approach in the Bible, you know, all of Agreed. those plagues visit, then, you know, who knows how history A- could have been different. After this, when the rivers turn to blood, no one's going to bat an eye. Right. Um, uh, anyway. Just look he, on the upside. <laughs> he, he does say, you get a taste for blood. He does say, <laughs> he does say uh, later on, he's going to try to take some more of the, of the idea of with more of the finances. What I don't understand is maybe he, maybe his, maybe he can't do this, but if he's worried about not speaking the language, why can't he just kind of work with Lolo? Um, uh, or, or do something else that, cause she, she can't, he can't really work with the store. And I personally think Mary's doing pretty goddamn good with the finances. I think Mary can survive. <laughs> Why, I don't get what I don't get is why can he not work remotely? There I, are, it's it's incredible <laughs> to me. We know they've got rock yeah. solid internet access, right? Okay, because those toilet cams never went down. Right, the, <laughs> the bandwidth on those even was, during the hurricane, even right? during the typhoon that took their roof off, the yeah. toilet cam per- pers- persevered. Down. It's like a it ghost only, light. The internet only went down when she lied and said it had gone down yes. to go and hang out with other boys. When but she was out, when she was out with uh, Charlotte, Miranda, and uh, yeah, yeah, and Samantha, yeah, uh, who were y'all who were at that wedding and they had the best of times and they were shit talking everybody being being bitchy the whole time and I loved them for it. So um, yeah, there is no reason why no. you know he he could do what we're doing. Right? Agreed. Come on, I'd listen to your podcast, Brandon. That's how uh, you get yourself on Patreon, dude. <laughs> It'll be okay. <laughs> you, studying OnlyFans. You know, I'm sure you're not working with a lot, but who cares if you do freaky shit? Uh, the freakier the shit, the better your niche market. I've heard. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure she'd go for that, but it's a su- that's but it, you know in the what? suggestion box. You got a point there. <laughs> you pimp, your, pimp yourself on un, an unfiltered, like Ari and Beanie are starting to do now. Uh, <clears throat> unfiltered, by the way, is Fart Jar Stephanie's version of OnlyFans. Oh shit! Really? Yeah, that's what she's calling it. Unfiltered. Oh fuck me! I. In the entire universe, there is no one I have disliked more. Oh, oh my God, Robin. Oh, that she's, is nauseating. She's my number one of Ugh. who I d- absolutely despise. And, I, and I, I can never really put my finger on it uh, because it's not that How I feel like <laughs> she's a – Exactly. Every time she's on our screen, though, I just have this, this visceral, like, just, like, complete and utter – disgust for her yeah um she, she habitually monetizes other people's real lives that's it and i think that's what i object to most i mean you have to remember as far as i know correct me if i'm wrong they were the first same sex they were today couple they right? were and f- for that to have been absolute fraud which it was absolute it was. fraud nothing gay about this garden anyway nothing bisexual about it no. anyway whatsoever 
just complete fraud. Poor old Berica, um, as oh. I call her, and I don't know why I call her Berica. I but loved like, her. She was a nice girl, right? She was a nice girl. But what a vile, vile thing to do. Yeah. And, and just politically, what an awful thing to do to co-op that and monetize it in that way. Ugh. Horrible. Yeah, she, and then she did the same thing in her single. Was it single life season? Where yes. Oh, that was that was when that was when she turned in to just an absolute creature for yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. And this she just kind trauma. of led this people is my along. Security. I'm scared to. No, you're not. None of this is true. You're looking for ways to make money out of real problems and real traumas that real people have. Horrible. Here, here. Uh, never want to see her again. But you know what? She's doing fine selling her farts. So uh, I wish her the best, like Sean Robinson said. Well, shame on anyone on Unfiltered. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle? Or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com um, Kim and TJ. Hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> I, one of the things I've been thinking about this week and last week is the fundamental way that the story has been told here is that number things that are true. TJ did not prepare Kim for what she was going to do almost at all. And, and embellished, uh, let's say molded the truth into something that was, the thing is more than Rishi, more than submit TJ is extremely likable and more charming than either of those two. There's something about TJ that shows up really well on camera, especially his in the moments. Um, and you do believe he genuinely loves her. Also, he wants to live just like his fucking parents. Yeah. And, and he, so really, he's kind of been... Strangely, he's been the biggest liar uh, of, of, for what he said to her and the disjunction. The issue is that Kimberly is so fucking unlikable <laughs> that we don't see TJ's surreptitious kind of lying constantly. Kimberly's so hard. Yeah. Kimberly is totally entitled <clears throat> to every single thing she says and every way that she says it. Completely. 
why the hell would she go downstairs? Have you seen what happens when she goes downstairs? <laughs> Her mom God. says, gotta follow the rules. Make me something, bitch. Yeah. Like, if I was going to walk into kind of a nest of vampires like that, I would need some garlic around my neck, but she's not even allowed any she garlic around She can't have that. Or onions. Right. It's, ooh. I, yeah. You cannot blame her. But it's 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 the way. You're absolutely right with what you say about him. The, the difference with um, Samit um, is that things were kept yeah. behind, right, from, from Jenny. And, and that's what we saw, you know, last time around as, uh, as well. But, you know, things were not disclosed. Where TJ's particularly um, behaved badly is that he has addressed all of these issues and said that they will not be a problem. And said they will not happen. Yeah. And with Kimberly, you can't just kind of fudge things because she's like a district attorney yeah. and she's going to cross-examine you until you break. Oh, she'll um, be measuring the width of that door to the millimeter. <laughs> that is not what was in the architectural blueprints. <laughs> and y'all, so basically the family complains. She's um, she's always spending time up there. Uh, she doesn't, the mom says, well, she's too good for us, blah, blah, blah. And it's three months later. Mm. So you imagine the Mount Vesuvius that is Kimberly is taking some time to the lava's about to about to explode and tj is also really good at saying and all of this i'm stuck in the middle and i've got to say he he has really going for miscongeniality this season and all of his in the moments are a little bit of poor me and I, I, he's, he is, he has low key tried to be the nice guy all. And now it's kind of breaking down. It's bit. really, yeah. You're in Even the middle though, because yes. you choose to be in the middle. Dick. Exactly. You could be on either side like that. He, Both he sides want, want you on their side. I kind of wish if he would just admit to her, I wanted to live as a joint family. This is the way I want to live. And she'll probably say, and, and, I think it's that, I think it is that, that he's so afraid of not being her like shining armor knight yeah. or whatever it is. He's so, I, I don't know. I, 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 this, this is, this actually storyline's getting hard for me to watch. Um, she's also a massive dumb dumb too. Like <laughs> when he goes, oh yeah, I'm building us an apartment. Oh, that's good. What part of town? Well, it's, it's, it's the part of town that my parents live. Oh, well, whereabouts exactly? It's, it's right above my parents. At, at that point, you might be like, maybe too close, right? Well, I think she's also one of those people that they let the other person make a lot of the decisions until... So they don't have to take accountability for it, and so but when they enjoy something criticizing it, when when something displeases them, mm. that's that's how their relationship works. Yeah, and uh, and he's got, I think he's got a better edit because he's been kind of he's been patient the yeah. whole thing with her, and I think the the editors really like him compared to her because y'all they the crew hates her <laughs> yeah they really do you can always tell it when is, an edit is that bad she right? you she said has, something really bad to the key grip she has gotten a legendarily bad edit because yeah. they can't stand her um <laughs> and it's 
I, well, he's I got think... away with it because his brother's been able to play that role too. Yes. To be fair. Now, yes. If her par- yes. If her, right. If her parents had just been unspeakably vile, she might have had a softer edit too. But there's yeah. no one on her side to be the bad guys. I mean, she's doing all of this to piss her parents off. Yeah. Um, that's obviously. I mean, couldn't be clearer, right? The whole thing is just to fuck you. I'm going to go to India and there's yeah. nothing you can do about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was expecting her parents to be these kind of monstrous controlling. And they were just kind of real sweet, you know. Yeah. Nice, quite open-minded, not a problem kind of people. I think her mu- her actual, her her mom is the one, not the stepmom. Her mom oh, is right. the monster in her that's life. Right. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, uh, yeah. y'all later on, she is, Yash, Yash reminds us, by, the, by God's grace, I will only marry a Hindu girl. It's like the outro of like some kind of Bollywood movie um, yeah. when the American woman's the problem. And the music goes, but up, up, but up, bump. And the mom goes, eh, eh. <laughs> Um, it, it was kind of the flip side of like, uh, and again, sorry to skip shows here, but it's the flip side of Ethan in Plathville. <laughs> yes! Yes! By God's grace, I will only marry a fundamentalist. I will Christian. only marry a fundy baby yeah. factory. Yeah. Um, so, y'all, TJ comes home. She's she's basically in her video diary she's making. She says, hard for me to feel like, because the crew can't even film her anymore. There's like, we hate her. So she's doing her own thing. And, the, and this is the same crew that had to film the wedding with all the Beatles, right? Okay. That's the, true. They, they were all running out for shelter and stuff. Fucking cameraman has to stand there with Beatles flying in his ears and stuff. Even that now cameraman he, won't be around Kimberly. Well, he's got that <laughs> gig. He's like, oh shit, they posted me to India now? Oh man. I think even the Beatles cameramen would have been like mm, but it's Kimberly <laughs> she's talking about being audio voyant and clairvoyant Ugh. so she's saying how much her- the rights for the exorcist sell for <laughs> you know these the three movies that they make Matt, and the first one kind of disappointed at the box office and didn't yeah. they pay like was it half a billion I think, I think that IP, was that's right? correct yeah, and now they're kind of shafted, right? Because they got to make another two, and they're, they're going to perhaps make about two hundred million for the whole thing. And it's one of the one of the big Hollywood car crashes, right? right. In industry terms, though, yeah, that that last one, that kind of flop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. totally. I, think, I this is just a suggestion to the studio that made that financial decision. You can save a lot of money by hitting up Kimberly. That is all I'm saying. <laughs> That is all I'm saying. For, you've got to make two more films. I know someone with relatively low financial requirements who can who can just sit in front of yeah. a camera. She's got her own tarot cards. Right? Just put her in front of a camera for four hours, hit record, leave the room, done. That's your IP <laughs> recoup. Because you know she'd make some good horror for you. I uh, That's that. Y'all, we're of course talking about the screaming. Um at the end and full it, on Linda Blair head yeah. spins round, soup comes out. It did. It did. Um, it does feel like they caught her on a peak of the anxiety. And also she says she's depressed. I think she definitely is. Um, but I think this is obviously some more, there's something more than, that going on this is this is some there's some more instability going on than that um but she says it feels like i'm in isolation 
I'm not ignoring them. I just don't have anything to say because um, I, I'm not on good terms with them. And then he makes the mistake of saying, are you crazy? And uses the C word. And that's when we first get the soup explosion. Don't ever call me crazy. The eyes don't switch. Yeah. Here it comes. Here it comes. And uh, and then she says, "Uh, I don't call you an asshole or a titty baby, (laughs) which I did enjoy. Uh, because he's obviously that, a mama's boy. Is that a phrase? A titty I baby? had never heard it, but I inferred that. what that was, and I thought that meant mama's boy. Like yeah, you're a, always I'm attached a, to your mama's tit. I am, yeah, right. I'm a huge fan of of uh, phrases, aphorisms, whatever that I've never heard before, but are so on titty the baby. Money, you can just mm-hmm. work it out. You know, yeah, and titty that baby goes straight on my list of something I never heard before. Titty baby, titty baby. So, uh, and then he does, which I'm sure is probably the most hurtful thing for her. It says, well, if you don't like it, you can just go back. And her thing is, you don't know what I've, the sacrifices I've had to do. I've left all my friends. I can't call them because it's too late where they are. And I have to go to bed early so I can never talk to my friends. Have you ever heard of an alarm? Like... This is oh, this is someone who also loves the cloud of their own drama. They love it. Oh yeah! If you're going to bed early, does that not mean that you get up early? So can you not speak to your friends at the other end of your sleep cycle? None of that makes any sense. I really do. I feel for her because she's obviously someone whose emotional needs are not being met here, and uh, that is clear. And. I also feel like what you said a minute ago, this attempt to move to India is something through resentment about her American life or her life that she thought she could find something different. And it's this kind of iconoclastic idea that I'm not like other girls. So I'm going to go live in India and I'll show you I can live as this kind of continental person. And now we're seeing, oh shit, I changed locations and I'm still me. Because, y'all, this kind of freakout is not just about India. This freakout has happened over and over again. It's exactly the same as Danielle, thinking that she can go off to another country and sell her lifestyle, make everyone yep. back home jealous. Oh, I'm going to have retreats, and this is going to be this wonderful, wonderful life. But no, you're still Danielle. It's all going to go horribly wrong. <laughs> you're still a miserable bitch. Yeah. Uh, wherever you go, what's that song? Wherever you go, there you are. Is that a country song? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, y'all, she um, she's she does her pea soup screen, head spins around, uh, <laughs> and then she screams, I hate you, at him. And then in a coup de gras, uh, she says that. And then mom from the other room goes, let her go. <laughs> it's just an ultimate, an ultimate cartoonish villain. Let her go. <laughs> Has Mother Poodle ever been in the house while you have had a fight with a significant other? She would just go, I don't want to be around there. Um, really, she'd avoid. Was she? She I think she would avoid. Um, (laughs) but as soon as they would be gone, she would be more passive aggressive. She would. She. She would say, "I just like to give you boys your privacy. You know me." And I'm like, "You're a liar." First of all, you've never tried to do that. 
But she does. She wants us to. And then when they were gone, she would say, I knew that would never work out. Too different. Too, too different. And, uh, um, you know, you you have problems, but uh, uh, she has more problems. Or it would be he, but, uh, you know, or she'd say, maybe the problem is that you're both men. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> she would say that. <laughs> oh, Jaybird, I don't know what to do. I don't, I don't know how to deal with one man and another man together. Um, speaking of, uh, speaking of relationship problems, mm-hmm. Danielle and Johan, or just Danielle and this thing, she's got her, what I called her Erica Jane, um, from the housewives ponytail of power. Um, and she's packing his stuff. Y'all, this is what I'm really upset by y'all. We are watching. We are watching the whitewashing of Danielle because she's yeah. now the woman scorned. And now we're going to have to see this bitch on the single life. Uh, it's, it's just inevitable. Mm-hmm. Have a seat. You're going to get squared another. You're going to get served another three squares of Danielle being horrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I can't wait because I love to hate her. It's like a sport. <laughs> but even worse than that, you're going to get, it's going to start off like your, your entree uh, it, it is going to be Danielle being nice. And yes! that is Danielle being sexy and flirty. And it is going to give you the fucking creeps <laughs> and it is going to be unwatchable. You remember, oh, when, you remember when Natalie <laughs> first started dating? Oh, oh. How oh, she should. She's got to be on the single life every single. I don't. I don't. She might not. She might take a season off. <laughs> I never want to take a season. But the uncanny valley of her trying to be charming. Oh, yes. You oh. Know, and, and the fawning and how it just made you feel like this is all wrong. I need you screaming and being no. a monster. This is. It, and you're going to yeah. get that with Danielle, and you are going to hate your eyes for making you see it. No, it'll feel. It'll feel wrong. Like. Uh, uh, it'll feel weird, like when you just dress up um, an animal in like a sexy costume. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It just doesn't feel good. No. And so, y'all, uh, Gizmo's just eating a carrot because, of course, he doesn't have real treats. And uh, Johan's been gone a month, and she's completely moseying out because, of course, y'all. She's hosting a retreat because a grifter has got a grift. <laughs> That's what she went down there for. Sure. Um, so he basically, she's like, I learned something this week that made me not want to fight for my marriage anymore. And a woman wrote her on social media and says she'd been in a relationship with Johan for, and y'all, this is another probably older American woman. You um, can tell. You can yeah. tell, right? Yeah. A Sankey's got a pank. Right. <laughs> if a grifter's got a grift, a Sankey panky got a pank. Um, and and then she texts Danielle and says, well, are you getting a divorce? Because I've met his family and we had sex when you were married and uh, I got a dick pic on Christmas and – or sorry. She sent uh, Danielle – a dick pic that he had sent her on Christmas Eve, assumingly when she was dressed in the elf outfit. Yeah, Santa brings dick pics to all of the good children. 
Oh, um, I hope so. This reason, I'm I'm very I've been very good this year, Santa. Been on, on the nice list. If you're on the naughty <laughs> list, well, maybe it works the other way. Hold on. I'm never on the I'm never on the nice list, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> I think it works the other way. Santa brings dick pics to the naughty boys and girls. Can dick pics be an appropriate Christmas gift? I'm just, you know, like at this time of year, every magazine and website for me, have, yes, like, for him, for her, for your mother, for your. <laughs> in which of those lists does a dick for the pic? slut? You can throw some dick pics in. Imagine an advent calendar. I've, I've seriously, this is a, I've I am. I'm giving this away. First one of your listeners who actually wants to do this, right? I am not copywriting this idea, okay? Yeah. Ha- have at it. I want to see it out there in the world. You know, I think kind of you pull open the little yes, little thing love and them. A, but imagine if there's a different dick pic oh! behind every little window. That's a million dollar idea. It is, right? And I just gave it away. <sighs> you lost out, Robin. That that would have been a really, really good gift. Um I, I'll make I, you one next year. Please, a dick pic, but they all have to be yours. Um, uh, and the so she says, I have no idea who this man is. And y'all, she's doing her best, like single mom moving out of the house, like stiff upper lip. She's put on extra makeup. She's gotten a little bit more of a spray tan. You can tell she's trying to do this is like act four for me. Danielle's going to make it. I'm a strong woman and I'm going to move to, and, and she did later on find, she went through his computer and found six other women. Sure. Um, and apparently he's been getting money from them too. Uh, he refuses to have a conversation about it because I don't know if we'll see him on camera. Well, um, why should he? Exactly. Why should he have I, that conversation about it? I wonder if he's going to be at the reunion. Um, I don't know. <sighs> do I think he'd pay, have to be contractually. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah. he will. Um, because I don't think he has anything whatsoever to be ashamed of in any way. All right, let's get this It was real, transactional. Real Absolutely. This was a transactional relationship. The contract very clearly stated that he would get to go to the States. Almost immediately, she broke that contract. He thought he was on a different show, Robin. He thought he was on Night Day Beyonce, but he was on the other way. (laughs) Couldn't agree more. This man is so within his rights, I think, to have done what he did. I think while there was still a chance that he might get to go to the States, the contract then, you know, the biv- the business pivots, okay? <laughs> New business right? model. New business model, which is fuck a bunch of other women, right? And Get hit, money for it. Yeah, well, hit them up to see if one of those can see through the original contract. You may have to subcontract this out to someone else, right? <laughs> In the meantime, the business relationship continues with Danielle. And it's on a don't ask, don't tell basis. Yes. Okay. He, he, at that point, has other clients, but he still gives her the boyfriend experience. Uh-huh. Right? And that's what she has been paying for. So it's like, yeah, obviously, you know, you're not his only client. <laughs> okay? But right. But he's not going to, you know, show up to the appointments with you and tell you about the five other women that he banged that week. Right? Okay? So that's what that then became. So for her to then be all cross about this is insane and she knew and i don't believe a word of it that she's genuinely bothered i think what has honestly happened is one of those other 
things in a fire. What's the phrase? Irons, like with Iron. Laura. Yeah. Yes. His his iron was in several other fires, <laughs> and one of them ignited. Right. And one of them, one of them to pay for his divorce and probably and, get him out to the states. And one of them was was had balls enough to contact her. Yeah, I love that. And yeah. I got to say, y'all, that's intense. Uh, because she's paying for the divorce, right? Yeah. So yeah. she can make this no contest. I, I think she just saved herself a lot of money by sending Danielle those messages. I think this is a really, really elaborate scheme. Um, and I do, I do believe she's staying in this longer so she can get her coaching business and everything off. Supposedly she was hanging out in Florida at her grandmother's house because supposedly she manifested, uh, this trip down. Seriously, this, it's so good. Um, if you ever follow her on Instagram, I, I kind of, I I kind of hate watch sometimes because I hate myself. I think um, we've got a really nice message from from her on Instagram, actually. <laughs> Y'all did? Yeah, yeah. I think that happened. We 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 don't do those things because I've been quite vocal about how I feel about her. Yeah. I've uh we've we've trashed her. I I did a rant that was so withering um her first season. And I I, I really I I, I I, my, my hatred for her has kind of turned into a slight bit of respect for how to be on a show and how to get all this, yeah. but you're right. This is all acting. This is all acting like she's Deborah Winger in every, in every movie where she's like, I'm just going to get my stuff together and find my strong woman again. And yeah. Yeah. She doesn't believe she's genuinely entitled to have the kind of incredibly toxic relationship she's had with Johan all, all, all of these years, yeah. right? I, she knows that it's not okay. That's why she differs from Angela, say, yes. right? Because Angela has always felt, well, you know, I own you. I can treat you however I want and do whatever yeah. I want. I don't because I paid for you. Yeah, I don't think Danielle ever really saw it that way. I think Danielle always knew that in this business arrangement, she was getting quite a good deal. And I think, and I will say this uh, till the end. Danielle is an incredibly intelligent woman. Um, uh, more than more than she lets on. Uh, more than she seems foolish. And I think, I think uh, she is she's laughing a little bit at this. Um, we'll see. Um, y'all, that is the show. Uh, thank you so much to the beautiful, the inimitable. The, the, here's sweet. Yes. Um, uh, uh, and, uh, citizen of the, of the, of the United Kingdom. And of the world. Robin. We're yes. All brothers. We're all sisters. Thank you, Poodle. Thank, thank you. you so thank much. you for, thank you for jumping in with this. Um, my love to Michelle and y'all check out their show, Bloody Day Fiance. You guys cover sister wives you guys do um toe you guys do it do a, a various and sundry things various and sundry that's right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but y'all check us out we'll be back in our next next week with maddie and i but until then we bid you cheerio <laughs> right <laughs> see ya see ya